0: big news that I was trying to announce on Twitter, but I didn't get around to it yet, is that um, White Hot Magazine and Accelerate Art are co-curating um, an exhibition in the metaverse, which will appear in CryptoVoxels. And uh, it'll be a four-story museum building with 30 artists uh, represented. And um, chainsaw.fun. Chainsaw NFT will be the uh, minting platform and also partnering in the exhibition. Um, The following guest is um, one of the people who um, runs Accelerate Art. Uh, His name is Ben Roy. And we have a discussion about the NFT space in general, but we also talk about the museum show that we're opening in July in CryptoVoxels in the Metaverse. And um, we talk a little bit about some other things. Um, So enjoy this conversation. This is the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. Hi, Noah. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How's it going, Ben? Perfect. Yeah, it's going well. Looking forward to chatting with you. Oh, good. Um, So you've been working on a lot of different
1: projects, Can you just kind of talk about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I wear a few different hats across the sort of crypto industry, if you will. Um, The first one is more in the kind of tool category. So it's a bit of an enterprise software company, really. Um, That's called Geyser. Um, And this just sort of fits under the realm of decentralized finance. Uh, The second hat I wear is the Accelerate Art one. Um, which is, as we say, kind of a metaverse native art enterprise. So the idea there is that we've kind of seen this convergence of two real technologies, the NFT stuff and virtual worlds. And kind of at the intersection of those two things, um, there's this great potential to have galleries where you can buy and sell art. Um, And so Accelerate is focused on doing art events effectively in these virtual worlds. And then the third hat that I'm wearing is uh, what's called metaverse DAO. Um, The industry really is uh, a bit difficult on its acronyms, but DAO is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. So it's sort of a block of code that controls some funds and different people are able to work together to do different tasks, whether that's like in a nonprofit format or in a venture capital format. Um, And in this instance, Metaverse DAO or MDAO. Um, is focused on kind of being like the boiler room for a lot of these virtual worlds. So that's owning a bunch of the land, uh, doing buildings, running kind of project management, event planning, these sorts of things. Um, so with this uh, event we did with Punk4156, the, the collector, um, Metaverse DAO sort of sourced the land there and Accelerate Art ran the event. Okay. So for people who have no idea what we're talking about now at this point, which
0: might be maybe some of the listeners, but n- probably not all of them, but um... There was a museum show that um, I was invited to go to the opening of in the, now the metaverse, um, can you just clarify for listeners what the metaverse is all about?
1: Yeah, totally. So just zooming out, um, the, the concept of a metaverse is really just a persistent virtual space that kind of exists that you can visit, that people can go to, that there can be events held in. Um, and so the, it's, a, it's quite a broad concept that can exist across all sorts of Uh, different games. In this instance in particular, there's kind of a virtual world called crypto voxels. So you could Google that, go to the website and and jump into this sort of rudimentary virtual world. Um, And so what Noah is referring to here is we did an event with this collector of of NFTs uh, who is pseudonymous, and there's been a little bit of coverage of him in the mainstream press, but he's picked up what he would think is some of the kind of key building blocks of Um, NFT history along the way. And so he reached out to us wanting to do a show. uh, And given COVID, we felt like an online kind of experience was most appropriate. So in the same way that I just said, you can go to CryptoVoxels via a browser link, you're able to go in. um, And we had invited Noah to come and just explore with us what that looks like. You can walk around this little gallery effectively.
0: So my experience was, I entered this three dimensional um, world And there was a museum there and they had a show on at the museum and everyone that was in the space was, um, I guess you could call it, say, an avatar. Is that what you would call it? Right. Yeah. So we walked around and we teleported to different floors and we viewed the exhibition and went up on the roof. I invited a few friends. Um, We hadn't modified ourselves so we could actually recognize each other yet
1: though i guess there's a whole other level to modifying your avatar in there totally and i mean really what's interesting is obviously this is very deep in the weeds it's kind of emerging technology and and there's going to be different comfort levels with it but i wanted to make something that say my mom would feel comfortable visiting so the idea with something like crypto voxels is yes we're able to build out a nice gallery you can explore it you can have art there Uh, but all you really need is to send a link someone can just drop in their browser and then they sort of show up there as a as a person they can walk around and sort of explore Um, so the idea is at least the the goal is that it's a bit lower barrier to entry Uh, but obviously we're still uh, we're working on that okay well let's talk specifically uh, about
0: um, accelerate art and um, and also uh, are we going to talk about some of the things that are happening or is that or those yeah are
1: that, why not i'm happy to do that okay
0: okay so now that we've described what the metaverse is i said metaverse at first but I, it sounded better when you said metaverse <laughs> um the uh accelerate art gallery
1: or you just call yourself accelerate art yeah so accelerate art is an art enterprise, and that sounds vague almost intentionally because we have a few lines of business, if you will. So the first thing is we have Accelerate Art Curated, which is this monthly showing um, of artists sort of in the emerging category. Usually we do about four or five artists a month. And so this past month we did five photographers, for example, Um, and we we kind of host, we curate their art. And what we're doing is we're collecting one piece um, of every artist who goes through our galleries and putting that into a permanent kind of vault that will be on display in CryptoVoxels persistently. Is um, the Accelerate
0: Art Gallery in CryptoVoxels or do you also have a separate place for it?
1: So that is in uh, CryptoVoxels as well. So really, if you if you zoom out, that everything that I have been doing focuses on this virtual world called CryptoVoxels. Um, right. There's sort of a network of galleries where we've kept different buildings that we've done over time because we happen to have quite a bit of land at this point. Um, uh-huh. we're, we're building out different galleries, those are able to be visited, we're kind of doing an additional one each month in this Accelerate Art Curated series. And as we collect a piece off each artist where we pay them some flat fee essentially to, to add one of their works into this growing vault of art, um, that will exist elsewhere as well. And the hope long long term is that we'll, we'll create a token that is kind of representative of the ownership of this set of art so that everyone can kind of communally own um, this this gallery that we're essentially collecting over time. I see,
0: um, in the short term, what ended up happening is um, I became kind of friendly with Accelerate Art and a few other people that I work with uh, had sort of come in to meet different people and, and Accelerate Art is you and Claire
1: Silver and a few other people. Yeah, so it's myself, uh, Claire Silver, and then a, a friend of ours named Gareth. And Claire is mostly doing the curation and a lot of the different right. design and art stuff. Gareth has done a lot of the building and architecture, and I kind right. of do the business hat in between.
0: I see. Um, and so I kind of connected with different people associated with your brand and decided that it would be great to try to propose a museum exhibition that we co-curate between White Hot Magazine and Accelerate Art.
1: Um, so do we have
0: an opening date for that?
1: I think what we're trying to target here is July 7th uh, okay. for this crossover show that Noah's mentioned, where we're, we're hoping to bring in sort of 15 artists from the traditional world and curate 15 artists more from this crypto movement, um, host a show where they're kind of being able to, to have their work presented together um, and do one of these tours that we've been talking about to walk through and connect with the artist and actually experience their art in that virtual environment.
0: Right. So the opening that I went to that you organized in crypto voxels in the museum space was um, a tour that was led on Clubhouse. The opening was on Clubhouse.
1: Right.
0: So I'm guessing we're going to do something
1: similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting thing here is because there's so many platforms that could be used, um, we've felt like the most accessible way for people to kind of get into these events is you have your computer in front of you or some sort of device where you're able to actually explore the world itself, say a laptop. Um, and then you're able to have kind of Clubhouse on your phone uh, to listen in on the audio side of this, where we're right. able to chat and interview.
0: So I would say step one is follow Accelerate Art on, do you have Accelerate Art on Twitter or is it, or is it more? Yeah,
1: style? so it's at Accelerate Art on Twitter, and that's where we'll uh, put out some of the information in the lead up here of the next month or so.
0: And then also follow Accelerate Art, the group on, the club on Clubhouse, um be the announcements there obviously any of the white hot magazine um online stuff we're gonna have an official announcement soon but this is the first time we've publicly mentioned this museum exhibition co-curated by myself and accelerate art so okay. and also incidentally i believe chainsaw is going to be involved in some level
1: right Totally. They'll be the minting platform sort of behind the artists that will curate. But yeah, it's a great teaser. We'd love to have anyone out who's interested in in kind of virtual worlds and NFTs and art in general. Um, It should be a a fun event.
0: And uh, the museum spaces are custom built. I don't think they've ever been seen before.
1: That's right. So we'll unveil that at some point over the next few weeks, just in the lead up. Um, We're hoping to do some artist interviews as well and and some promotion. Uh, But what's nice is, as I've explained to Noah before, uh, it's very difficult to rebuild a full museum in real life. It's just very capital intensive, takes a lot of time, where it does take work to do building in these virtual worlds. But we're able to do kind of fun things relatively quickly and iterate and, and have kind of different design choices so we're, yeah, we're excited to be able to share not only the art that we'll curate, but also the building that we'll be putting the art in. Mm. You know
0: what's so interesting is since we had some very big NFT sales with the White Hot Magazine on Foundation, um, a lot of people who are not uh, in, the, in the NFT space have been contacting me and asking me questions about how they can do an NFT and different stuff like that. And it's almost been like an endless like number of almost like support calls at a support (laughs) arm or something like that yeah i'm glad that i've i've just started to get to the point where uh i'm not asking that many questions because i kind of know how how a lot of different things work but i'm i'm amazed at these different systems and these different uh options and different ways of presenting work and different editions and I mean, there's really a lot to the NFT
1: space if you really want to get involved on a serious level. Totally. And it gives the artists a lot of latitude to kind of choose their own adventure, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. For what it's worth, I feel like you'll probably be fielding questions over the next year um, or right. more uh, as it kind of becomes a bigger and bigger movement. But yeah, there's just a, there's a lot of potential here. And besides the whole kind of concept of a bubble and, and people's euphoria, I do think there's something underneath it that, that is lasting that you have this kind of digital file type almost that is that is mm. scarce and um, can be owned. And it, there's just a lot of reasons why I think long run, um, I think this will last. I often sort of share with people mm. that I think humans tend to get euphoric over good ideas, but too soon. And so you see that with the internet bubble in the 90s and the 2000s, you have just such incredible expectation that this is going to change everything. And then the bubble pops. But right. the internet does change everything. It just took about 10 years after the fact. And I think that's sort of how I'm looking at NFTs now. There's going to be some things that, that continue to succeed and, and are going to have lasting sort of staying power here. Um, but I would expect it more to be kind of a slow movement over the next five to 10 years that much of at least digital art um, we'll kind of use this as a rail. Are you, are you
0: uh, familiar with Pab- Pablo Frail? I'm not. He's a uh, an, an art collector that I talked to, and he had bought an Elizabeth Payton painting from, I think he said Christie's or Sotheby's or one of those. And they have a collection of physical and uh, NFT work that they deal with. And Very we cool. kind of touched on the subject of the quote unquote 20th century art world and the NFT world and what's the, how, how does it sort of come together or And we sort of, agree, sort of thought that it would be um, better to think of it just as one art world as opposed to like creating these distinctions. Mm-hmm. So I think like having this exhibition in CryptoVoxels and like co-curating something in the metaverse with you guys is like an interesting way of exploring that aspect even
1: further Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. It's a huge signal of credibility where I think initially people may have considered themselves, oh, I'm an NFT artist or I'm an NFT photographer or something like that. But I've definitely seen lots of conversations along the same lines, which is to say, look, we're artists, right? Like, this is just a a version of that. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm a photographer, I'm going to do prints, I'm going to do NFTs, I'm going to do other shows. Like, it's just sort of part of the toolkit. Um, And I think over time, we'll see that as more kind of accepted. But for now, maybe there's still some skepticism.
0: Do you follow any of the auctions? Like there was, was it yesterday or today, there was an auction at Sotheby's of a lot of people
1: that we're familiar with um, as NFT artists? Yeah. So today they've had Sotheby's uh, digitally native auction, which does incorporate a bunch of these kind of more uh, blue chip, as the sort of industry calls it, NFTs. So around generative art, um, there was a CryptoPunk involved, some other different things like that. Um, I haven't actually looked at pricing yet today, but uh, I know that there was a lot of interest and people in the NFT community have felt pretty uh, sort of encouraged by the way that Sotheby's has approached it, Um, picking kind of a good amount of uh, community artists and things like that um so we'll see what happens ultimately with with the kind of end prices there but it does seem like there's there's a there's a good amount of traction and that those are the kind of artists that i think will last sort of 10 years from now if you look back i think many of the people that they've selected there do have some kind of category defining reason to be there if that makes sense Mm. um
0: yeah i mean because of how what a short history it is and how many like really important nft artists are kind of prominent But not like tons but maybe i don't know i can think of maybe 20 that really stand out that keep kind of coming coming back and
1: you know what i'm saying it's kind of like a small world that's quickly developed definitely i think the way that i look at it i, I see sort of nft art in two buckets almost on the one hand you have um, people who are using an NFT as kind of the underlying technology. So they're, they're crypto native artists in that sense, mm. And so those are the people that you would think of someone like Hakatau or Mad Dog Jones, or a lot of money. These would be in that 20 person category that you're saying. So they, they come up They're They've been around for a couple of years. They have, they have that lane to themselves almost. Uh, yeah. Not to say that it's a closed conversation, but there's that category of they're kind of crypto artists. They have built their careers based on that. Um, mm-hmm. On the other side of the conversation, you have this whole generative art movement, um, which is essentially, for people who aren't familiar, uh, the idea of generative art is you take a block of code, so some, some JavaScript, for example, um, and when that code receives a random input, let's say it's your birthday, um, it produces a piece of art in response. So the artists are creative mm-hmm. coders, effectively, and they're able to create a block of code. Um, you're able to quote-unquote mint an NFT, uh, oh
0: you mean like uh like ick shells
1: right and so art blocks is the, right. the kind of main platform for this where because uh blockchains allow for this immutable way of owning some piece of art through an nft you have kind of generative art which was uh
0: was one of the guests on this podcast oh great to ago, great. so we we talked about that somewhat
1: um So a lot of the Sotheby's show picked up a bunch of generative art, for example, as well as this crypto native art that is just sort of digital art that uses an NFT rail. Um, You also have generative art, which is kind of a unique, um, it's had a resurgence. It's been around since computers have been around, really Mm -hmm. kind of since the 60s even. But now I think it's having a a real kind of moment in the spotlight. And so I think, yeah, there's a lot of attention when I look out and say, what's really going to be here five, 10 years from now? Um, I think some of these early generative artists who are really kind of trailblazing and some of the early crypto native artists on that other side, uh, they do have a, there's a case to be made that they'll be around, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what, you know, like when I see this thing, like, was it, um, what was that thing? It was that, be- there was that Beeple thing that he put out where, where there was like some a monkey was getting, an ape was getting his head, Chopped off, and then the next one was like the Revenge of the Apes. Do you understand any of that? <laughs> um, so, is that just a giant inside joke, or is there actually? Yeah, I was going to say
1: I follow people to varying degrees. It depends on. I want to say two thousand nine, when I was back in high school. Uh, given his, his sort of start in digital art, where I definitely had a lot of interest in in doing kind of visual art and at that time. Um, Since then I've kind of floated in and out of seeing what he does because so much of his art responds to current events and things. Um, And it's interesting because recently, I think a lot of his art has focused on the very kind of micro culture of of this crypto and NFT space. Um, And so sometimes you'll see him do pieces about literally just what is happening on Twitter with different kind of groups of collectors. It was like punks versus apes. Right. And so in this instance, it was the, the last one that I saw was the uh, the Larva Labs people who are behind CryptoPunks had another project called Me Bits um, a few weeks back. And there was a, a project called uh, the Boring Ape Yacht Club. Um, and these are different kind of avatar type projects where, again, they're generative art, ultimately, where someone is able to mint something at random and receive back a piece of art. In this case, the form of these pieces of art were kind of avatars. Um, And there's a bit of a conflict on Twitter about which one was better effectively. And literally people is just responding to that in his art. So it's very much a, his kind of style uh, like it or not is very much just like responding to the moment.
0: I see. Yeah. Because I felt like I was on uh, kind of outside whatever that joke was. Right. And so um, yeah, then it kind of like, you know, demoted me back to the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, the call, the service call from the, uh, trying to get questions answered from like the phone company or something, you know, the complete novice level. <laughs> right. Like, Oh wait, I don't know that much about that. For what it's but, worth. It happens to me. To routinely. And they said, you know, like there's also an aspect where a lot of people are kind of learning together.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I keep up with the space um, probably as well as anybody, but I find myself behind quite often as well. I feel like you could just sort of learn twenty four seven at this point and, and still be missing things. Um, right. but I definitely feel that that kind of we're all learning together or following things together.
0: When I had Ralton Fider on the podcast, um, we had you know I guess you remember we had collaborated on a White Hot magazine NFT cover, right? Ralton's work and and he had kind of communicated something really sophisticated, which was kind of like. If you're uh, a 20th century sort of traditional visual contemporary or a contemporary artist who isn't in the NFT space, NFT is more like, at least on one level, is like thinking about making an edition of prints or something.
1: Right. Yeah. No. I guess you have that as one of the options in the toolkit. I mean, you can do these one-of-one one pieces, and depending on how you're managing your scarcity, you could in theory delete the files related to it. And that would just be the single NFT, the single kind right. of copy of this piece. Uh, but right. yeah, it's, it's also very common for someone say like a photographer to take a nice photo, um, sell it as an NFT. Maybe the person who owns that NFT gets a special version of the print, but they would still right. then be selling prints of that photo. Um, right. So it's, it's kind of, it depends how you would approach it, but it introduces a level of scarcity or maybe um, a different kind of hierarchy in the collecting kind of framework where, right. you know, say you own someone's NFT, maybe that's seen as, as a higher status thing than just owning one of their prints. Um, right. I'm not entirely sure how it evolves, but it definitely, it, it throws a bit of a different um, perspective in, into mm-hmm. that conversation. And do you have some ideas about where you'd like to see your gallery
0: in the future?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So I think uh, really when it comes down to it, the hope is that Accelerate Art would run its curated series uh, monthly, sort of indefinitely. Um, and the the challenge becomes how do you scale it well while keeping quality good? Um, and so we've played with the idea of incorporating kind of other curators where you have different specific galleries, say dedicated to AI art or to photography and specifically, Um, that that would kind of wrap under the umbrella of Accelerate Art, where some of those pieces still go back into the Um, vault. But really, we're we're experimenting with the the real crypto native side of this as well. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely the potential that we would issue a token and try and figure out how to crowdsource a curation experience, maybe not for our specific curated line, uh, but for Mm -hmm. more more playground almost-esque. Like that's what we Mm -hmm. call the second line of business, accelerate our playground to kind of allow artists to experiment. So maybe there's a way where we can really have a decentralized way of people voting on artists and, and selecting their work in that way. Um, really, I think the three of us, Claire, Gareth, and myself, are committed to building the space uh, for the long term. But what's exciting is beyond just having sort of one-off events like the one that we're working towards or the curated series, there really is a pretty big design area um, mm-hmm. to, to just build. And so we're definitely an iterative bunch and are interested in kind of creating something that's lasting, but really, we're, we're open to experimenting. And, and so I'm excited to see what we end up doing. Excellent.
0: Okay, well, I won't take up your entire day, but it's been a huge honor and a pleasure to talk to you on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. And uh, I'll be in touch with you shortly on some other projects that we're working on.
1: Great, thanks so much, Noah. It was fun take to be here.
0: Have a great day.
1: Take care. Bye now. Bye bye.
0: For the best art in the world, visit whitehotmagazine.com one of the world's leading institutions for contemporary art.